Come on, somebody. I'm Darren. I'm one of the pastors here at Focus. And, and we are wrapping up our extended summer series, Name Droppers. We're wrapping that up today. Next week, we're going to be starting a brand new series called Rally. It's football season, and so we need to rally together. Can I get an amen on that one, right? My Iowa Hawkeyes won last night, just in case you were wondering. I know that you, you were not, but I just wanted to be able to say that anyway. It was a great way to be able to spend a Saturday night. There's no doubt about that, but... I think the reason, I had somebody say this to me this morning, they're like, man, Pastor, this has been a pretty long series, and, and, and it, it has been. We do that in the summertime, we have an extended series, but I think maybe the reason why I've held on to this one a little bit longer is because I just love that sick beat, man. That thing drops, and I'm like, come on now, like I'm ready for church with that thing. I'm just going to play that around my house from now on now that the series is over and drive my wife crazy. That's what it's good. No, we've loved this series so much. And one of the reasons why it truly is an extended series for us in the summer is because, because it's the guiding principle that has driven this series. It's a principle that I believe with everything inside of me. And I, I want and I hope that we've been able to communicate this to you. And that principle is this, is that we believe that God cares more about your future than he does about your past. I believe that God cares so much about you that he has a future in store for you that is greater than you can imagine, that is exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever imagine. I believe that because John 10.10 teaches us that. It says that the thief comes only to kill, to still kill and destroy. He said, but I have come. Jesus says, I have come. I have come to you. I have come to this place. Why has Jesus come? So that you may have life. Come on, somebody. That you may have life. And not just any kind of life. It says that you can have life and have it to the full. And I love that portion of, of this passage. Because in the Greek, that word there is, is parasos. The Greek word parasos translated means exceedingly and abundantly more. Come on now. Exceedingly and abundantly more. The life that God has planned for you is exceedingly and abundantly more than you have planned for yourself. God cares more about your future than he does about your past. And he has come here to give you an overflowing, abundant future. Not an abundant future full of stuff, though. That's not what we're talking about. Like, not exceedingly and abundantly full of stuff. I got too much stuff. Like, that's the American dream, right? No, that's not. He said, I have come to give you life and give it to you the full. Exceedingly and abundantly, overflowing. Anybody want to be able to have overflowing amount of faith in their life? Come on now. That's the kind of life that Jesus has for you. How about hope? Anybody need hope? Overflowing hope. Exceedingly and abundant amount of hope for your life. That's how Jesus has come. Jesus, anybody want to be able to, all we need is love. Come on now, right? I do. I want love. I believe that love is what makes the world go round, but not the kind of love that we think about. It's the love of a heavenly father. And that will overflow exceedingly and abundantly more love than you could have ever imagined. Anybody want to have their house full of love? Come on now. Too many of us, our houses are full of chaos, aren't they? Right? Like, I'm just trying to get out of the house in the morning, and it's just chaos, love, joy. Anybody want to be able to have joy today? 
Man, I don't know about you, but we live in a world that pushes us towards happiness, and I don't want to settle for happiness. I want to strive after the joy of the Lord. Can I get an amen today? Because I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. That I'm not strong enough to get through the situations that life has for me. And so I want to ask God to overflow me with his amount of joy. Come on, somebody. That's the life that God has for you. He cares more about your future than he does about your past. So much so that he wants it to be exceedingly and abundantly more. Faith, hope, love, joy, all of these things that we are desperately seeking are found in Jesus. They're found in Jesus. That's why we are talking about this, is so that we can prepare ourselves and learn from other people's past so that we can learn to live in that. Because the reality is this, this is it for us, is that, is that God has that for us. That that life, overflowing joy, overflowing hope, all of those things are there for us. But we don't know how to grasp hold of them. We're stuck grasping hold of the old life that we have. And we haven't realized how to be able to let go of that and grasp hold of the future that God has for us. It's hard to let go. Even if it is pain. Because it's a pain that I know. Right? And the pain that I know... The pain that I know sometimes is more comforting than the future that is unknown. And so we don't know how to let go of the past and grasp hold of the future that God has for us. And so that's what we've been doing. As we've been talking about individuals, individuals in, in Scripture of learning how they let go of the past and they grasp hold of the future that God has for us. And so that's what we've been talking about, this, this guiding principle, that there is a parasauce life that God has for you. One of the things that, that I've been doing during this series, just kind of setting things up, is uh, I've been talking about uh, chance encounters that I've had with celebrities, right? Like these funny little moments that really didn't mean anything. And, and I think the reason why I, I love starting that off right there is just, I just love telling stories, right? Like, I, I kind of am. I'm a storyteller. Any, does anybody in here love to tell stories? Or how about this? How many of you just love to talk about what you love? Anybody with me on that? Like, does anybody, when you talk about things, most likely we're talking about things that we love, right? Or the things that we just despise. <laughs> it's your choice. Are you going to complain about life or are you going to enjoy it, right? But, but we, we really love to talk about the things that we love. I know that that's true for my life, that if you spend any time around me, you're going to hear about the things that I enjoy. Just right. That's true for all of us. You spend time around me, I'm going to tell you, especially right now, that you're going to hear about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Come on, somebody, right? You're like, that's twice already. I'm already sick of it. Well, the season just started, so hold on. I love it. I just, I love talking about them. Even when they lose, I still just, I love it. I just, I just talk about what I love. If you spend time around me, you're going to hear me talk about sneakers. Can I get an amen? Right? So, team comfy, right? I don't need to have any loafers. Just give me some sneakers. That's what I'm talking about. If you spend time around me, like, luckily, I'm just in this place 
where uh, I had a, a rip in my bicep tendon and that's starting to heal. So if you spend time around me, you're going to hear me talking about working out again. I, I love to talk about the things that I love. And there's no doubt about it that in some circles, you will definitely hear me talking about leadership principles. I love talking about the things that I love. Am I resonating with anybody today, right? You, you know the things that you love. You like to talk about some of those things. But not just the things that I love. I love to talk about the people that I love, right? You love to tell stories about the people that you love. You, I, for me, you spend time with me and you're going to hear some sort of story of the two greatest little boys that are on the planet are today. Those are my two boys, if, in case you were wondering, right? And you should say the same thing. If you're a parent in here, you should believe that your kids are the, are the greatest kids that have ever walked this planet. Like, it's Jesus than my kids, right? Like, that's how it should be because we, we love our kids so much. You're going to hear me talk about my kids. You are definitely, without a doubt, you're going to hear me talk about the most beautiful woman on the planet, right? My wife, Jenny, is fantastic. You're going to hear me talk about my family, and if I spend time with you, I would hope that I would hear those stories as well, that you want to talk, you want to talk about how great your parents are, right? Teenagers are like, I don't know. I really want to do that. Like, they just grounded me from my Xbox. I don't want to talk about them right now. <laughs> but you love them so much. You want to talk about your kids. Come on, grandparents out there. Come on now, right? You don't have to pull out the wallet. You just pull out your phone right now. And let me, go ahead, bore me for a half hour with how great your grandkids are. I want to hear it. I do, because you want to, you love to talk about the people that you love. Now, I don't know about you. All of those things. I love talking about all of those things. I love talking about my family. But if there is one person, come on now. If there is one person that I want to talk about more than anybody else, his name is Jesus, and He is my Lord and my Savior. Because I, I was in a place where I was hurting. I was broken. I had destructive behaviors, destructive relationships. And my Jesus picked me up out of that muck and that mire, and He brought me into a higher ground. And He provided me a life that is exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever imagine. And if there's one person that I want to share the name with you or anybody else that is willing to give me time, his name is Jesus. I love my Jesus. And I want to, it is such an honor for me to be able to talk about Jesus whenever I get the chance on a Sunday morning, when I'm sitting in a coffee shop, when I'm, when I'm getting my oil changed, whenever that opportunity arises, I want to grasp hold of that opportunity and I want to drop the name of Jesus on somebody. We've been talking about individuals that can prepare us, prepare us for our future. And we've been looking at Scripture at some of those. But the question that I really have for you today is this. Whose name are you dropping? Whose name are you dropping? If you love to talk about the things that you love, if you love to talk about the people that you love, then my question for you today is, Whose name are you dropping? Are you dropping the name of Jesus whenever you get an opportunity? 
Are you, are you telling somebody else about Jesus when you get an opportunity? You're okay telling people stories about your family or coworker or whatever that's going on, but are you ever dropping the name of Jesus? If you love to talk about what you love and who you love, then do you truly love Jesus? Because whose name are you dropping? Let me ask it this way. Whose name are you dropping to other people? When an opportunity arises, are you, are you fearful or are you faithful to telling somebody about Jesus? Are you worried about telling somebody about Jesus? Like, that's scary. And it's awkward to say Jesus to somebody else, right? Perhaps. Perhaps it absolutely is awkward and nerve-wracking. Like if you're if you're in like school and and you're like okay all right I was at church on Sunday and they said that I should uh, drop the name of Jesus and so I'm just hanging out in the hallway and everybody's just walking by and then you just say Jesus like that's awkward and weird right for everybody involved right like that's that's just awkward or or maybe you're you're in an office you got a cubicle and you're just you're just walking by somebody's office or a cubicle and you just poke your head in and you just say something like, hey, have I ever told you that I've been washed in the blood of the lamb? You what? Right? Like, that's weird and that's awkward to somebody because they're like, I don't want to wash in any animal's blood. Thank you very much. Right? Perhaps it can be weird and awkward for you. Absolutely. But it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that either. Right? Because what Scripture tells us is that it says that it says, go and be my witnesses. Well, what's a witness? A witness is someone who just tells the story of what they have seen, what they have heard, and what they have experienced. I'm just telling a story of what I have experienced. So how about this way that it flows instead? You on a Monday morning, uh, you get around your coworkers, classmates, or whatever it is, and and you, you get around and you're like, hey, how, how was your weekend? And you're like, oh, you know what? Uh, man, we just sang this brand new song at church on Sunday. And it, man, I didn't know all of those words yet, but it got me going. It was a fantastic song. And somebody's like, oh, well, okay, what was the name of it? And you pull your phone out and, you, and you're like, I'm not sure, but I know that this line was in it. And luckily Siri can tell me all that. And then you pull the phone up and then somebody starts to hear a song. Right? You didn't. You weren't trying to bash him over the head and you weren't trying to create an awkward situation. Somebody just asked how your weekend was and you talked about music and who doesn't love music, right? Like, seriously, who doesn't love music? Like, it might be weird music, but you still love music, right? And then, and then all of a sudden they might be like, hey, that's a, that's a pretty good song. I didn't, I didn't realize that, like, I thought all Christian music was lame, right? You've heard that one before or you've thought that one before. Like, oh man, right? Some of it is. Let's just be honest about it. But all of a sudden, you're just, you're just talking about what you have seen, what you have heard, and what you have experienced. Would you like, hey, that sounds fine and dandy uh, for you, but it's still weird and awkward because we live in a culture that you, you should not talk about Jesus outside of a church setting. Like, don't, you can't do it. Like, we live in culture 
that says that that's not okay, right? Well, then let me ask you this question. Who's more influential in your life, culture or Jesus? Oh, right? I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to follow the ways of this world. I'm trying to follow Jesus. And if he tells me that I should be a witness to what I've seen and what I've experienced, what I've heard, I'm going to do that. Culture might be telling me to keep my mouth shut, but Jesus tells me to open it up and tell people about him. I'm going to follow his ways. Whose name are you dropping to other people? Now, I don't know about you too, but, but there's a passage of Scripture that it makes me absolutely want to talk about Jesus. Because Jesus said this. He said, hey, guess what? If you drop my name, then there's going to be some good things in store for you. Matthew 10, 32 through 36 says, whoever acknowledges me before others, who's ever dropping my name to other people, well, guess what? I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. You drop my name, and I'm going to drop your name to the Father in heaven. Come on now. But, but if you are fearful, and you want to disown me to culture because culture is telling you that, you want to disown me in front of other people, well, now you're giving lip service to who you truly do love. And you're telling me that you love the world a whole lot more than you love me. That you're more concerned about culture than you are about me. And if that's really what your actions, because our actions speak louder than what our lip service does, doesn't it? Like it's easy to talk about Jesus when we're in church, right? Like it's natural for us to talk about, but as soon as you walk out the doors, you're like, oh, I'm not doing that now. I got that in for an hour, now I can go off and do my own thing. If you are fearful of that, I'm going to disown you before my father. You disown me, then I'm sorry. That's the choice. I don't want to do that. But you've disowned me first. I don't know about you, but that absolutely encourages me to drop the name of Jesus to other people whenever I ever get the chance because I want Jesus to drop my name to my father in heaven. Can I get an amen today? Whose name are you dropping to other people? As a church, we should absolutely be together influencing the culture instead of having culture influence us. God has called us to change a community. Well, we live in a nice community. Why does it need to change? Let me help you with something. It might be that East Mark and the surrounding areas, they look like they're nice areas. It looks like they're nice houses. Well, on the outside, it looks fantastic. But on the inside, those homes are falling apart. There are marriages that are hurting. There are, there are kids that are struggling. It might look like it's super nice. Look, look they, they keep their yard up. They trim everything up. And on the inside, it's falling apart. God has called us to change a community and a culture. So whose name are you dropping? I don't know about you, but for me, I want to drop the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let me ask you that question again with just a little twist. Not only is it whose name are you dropping other people, whose name are you dropping on your situations? Who, whose name are you dropping on the struggles 
of this life. The trouble that you have. The circumstances that don't seem to be going too well. Whose name are you dropping then? See, one of the advantages of, of, of being a church that's uh, the size that we are is that uh, most of the time on a, on a Sunday morning, I can look around and I see faces. And I know most of the names that go along with all of those faces. And I also know a lot of the life situations that are going with the names that are attached to your faces. And I can tell you that there are some of you in here today that, man, life is, life is going really well for you. And I celebrate it. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. You, man, you are, you are going after Jesus with everything. And, and, and I can see that, that God is moving in your work and he's moving in your relationships. And I'm celebrating and we're cheering you on. And we want to continue to see you move forward. But the reality is this, is that there's a lot of other stories and faces that I see and Life is hitting you hard right now. Life is a struggle right now. Some of you are like, I'm ready for the summer to be over. Can I get an amen, right? <laughs> ready, where's the November is right around the corner, 70 degrees, come on somebody. But it's not just the heat that we're ready for the summer to be over. I'm ready for this season of my life to be over. Can we, can, when can we just get past this? I want you to know today that you're not alone because I, I look around and I see some difficult circumstances and difficult situations. And the question that I have for you is, whose name are you dropping on those situations? Whose name are you calling out when those situations arise, when when it starts to get hard, when there's, whose name are you calling out? Because I don't know about you, but for me, I want to call on the name of the Lord. I'm calling on Jesus to my situations. You got some relationship issues that are going on? Well, Psalms 18.3 says, I called to the Lord. Come on, somebody. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise. For I have been saved from my enemies. I'm in the middle of a relationship issue right now. And I call upon the name of the Lord. I have a little bit of a heartbreak issue that's going on. That I'm in a struggle right now. There is distress that is happening. Who am I going to call? I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. Because continue on. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. I'm in the middle of heartbreak. I'm in the middle of struggle. I don't know about you, but I'm going to call upon my Jesus, upon my Lord when he comes on. Continue on. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. Who are you calling out when there is distress going on? Who are you calling out when there is heartbreak that you are dealing with right now? I don't know about you, but as for me, I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. Continue on. I took my troubles to the Lord. Anybody got some troubles in here today? You might not be in them right now, but I can tell you this, that you got a choice in this life when it comes to trouble. You're either coming out of trouble, going into trouble, or you're in the middle of trouble right now. It just surrounds us. And in the middle of that trouble, I don't know about you, I'm calling on the name of my Lord. Psalm 55, as for me, it is my choice. It is my choice that I will call upon the Lord. 
that I will drop the name of Jesus upon my circumstances because I know that my God has overcome the grave and that He will help me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and resides inside of me and then He will in turn make me an overcomer through those situations. He's going to carry me through the heartbreak. He's going to carry me through the financial trouble. He's going to carry me through those. Whose name are you dropping on your situations? Unfortunately, so many times we find ourselves at the end of the rope and then we say these things and you might have said it or at least you've heard it before and somebody will say, well, now all I can do is pray. And we've bought into this lie, this mindset almost that God is our last resort. Let me help you. God is not your last resort. He's your first call. When a situation arises, when trouble comes, when a financial pressure is there, I am going to drop the name of Jesus upon my situations. Oh, you coming after me? Haha. <laughs> well, greater is he that lives in me than my problems. These things are just temporary, and I know that his life for me is eternal. Whose name are you dropping on your situation? It's hard, isn't it? Life is hard. Life is a struggle. But Jesus says, look, if you call on my name, it's not going to be as hard as what you think it is. I know, I know that there are hard things, but if you call upon my name, it's not going to be as hard as you think it is. Matthew 11, he said, hey, come to me. Come to me. Drop my name. All you are weary and burdened. Anybody get tired? Anybody get tired? I got situations that I just get worn out. I, I, I don't even feel like I did anything. I didn't, I didn't work out this day. I didn't have a hard day at work, but I'm just so tired. I got, I got 11 hours of sleep last night. I'm just so tired. The weight that I'm carrying around just leaves me tired and weary and burdened. And Jesus says, if you're in that place, come to me. Call on my name. Drop my name. And I will give you rest. Come on, somebody. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Oh. When you're tired and you're worn out, it's not that you just need a nap. You don't need just need to rest your body. You don't need, don't find yourself in a place where you're like, I just need to turn my brain off for a little bit. That's not what it is. It's finding rest for your soul. Our soul is what is carrying a weight around, this weight around of all of these burdens, all of these situations, these financial problems, these relationship problems. It's our soul that is impacted. And Jesus says, call on my name, come to me. And you know what's going to happen in that moment? If you call upon my name in the middle of those situations, you're going to find rest for your soul. Said, oh, if, you're, if you're going through a hard time, call on my name because I'm going to tell you I'm going to make it easier for you. My burden is light. This weight that you feel on your shoulders, give it to me so I can take it off. 
Whose name are you dropping on your situations? You're thinking, how do I do that though? I mean, that sounds great. I'd love to be able to have rest. How do I get to that point? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. All your heart. It's not just lip service. It's not just a moment on a Sunday morning. It's when you say, I'm going to give God my whole heart. Here you go. I'm giving you every single one of my situations, all of the great ones, all of the hard ones. I'm giving you all of these situations because I'm so wore out. If you hold back and you hold on to the past, you can't grasp hold of Jesus and the future that he has for you. You're holding on to just a little piece of the sliver. Well, you know what? I want to, I want to, your whole heart. You trust Him with your whole heart, holding nothing back. Let go. Grasp hold of what God has for you. Whose name are you dropping on your situations? Whose name are you dropping to other people? As for me, I choose to call on the name of the Lord. As for me, I choose to drop the name of Jesus whenever and however I can. I choose Jesus today. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand up. See, I don't, I don't want it just to be a, a nice little talk. I don't want it to just be a nice little talk that I give and and then you go on our merry way and be like, oh yeah, that was, a, that was a good challenge. I want to have an opportunity for us to experience what it's like to call on the name of the Lord with our whole heart today. Give you an opportunity to experience that, to walk in that, to make the choice that I'm going to experience and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. You know, one of the things that we do at our church is that uh, we love loud worship. We love loud praise here, right? We, we say that, man, we're passionate for God because God is passionate for us. And why would we hold anything back? But you know, one of the major benefits of turning the music up and being loud is so that you can be loud and that you don't have to feel the anxiety around you of somebody else judging you, right? Because y'all know that, that, right? Like, I'll sing in the shower. I'm not singing anyplace else. Nobody wants to hear that. You don't have to hear it because we're, we're just hearing the music. I want to give you an opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. We play it loud so that you can give God your whole heart, holding nothing back today, holding nothing back today. So we're going to have an extended portion 
of worship right now, of praising God, of calling out the name of the Lord, of dropping the name of Jesus on your situations. If you've got something that's going on, you've got a struggle that you've been walking through, maybe it's not you, but maybe it's somebody that's close to you, somebody that you love, you're calling out and dropping the name of Jesus on that situation. You know somebody who's got cancer inside of their life. Now's the opportunity for you to be able to drop the name of Jesus on that cancer. you got a financial situation that is weighing you down. Today is the opportunity for you to drop the name of Jesus on that financial situation. you got a relationship struggle that's going on. This is the opportunity for you to drop the name of Jesus upon that relationship and to begin to see healing take place. Church, I want to encourage you that when we begin to sing it out with everything that we have, that we're going to shout out the name of Jesus and that you're going to sing it holding nothing back but giving it all to the name of Jesus today. Come on, church. Let's praise Him. Praise Him.